0: Hello ladies, thank you for stopping by to listen to this week's Military Woman's Podcast. I am your host, Sharika Labrie. If you have tuned in to previous episodes, uh, you know that we've had some heavy topics that have come on the table, had cancer diagnosis, workplace violence, struggling with IVF, you know, breaking down barriers, um, things that are experiences that aren't always easy to discuss. Um, however, I'm grateful that the the ladies that have come share their stories uh, have shared their experiences, so other listeners who may be going through similar situations know they aren't alone. But, you know, these topics that we've discussed in the previous weeks really haven't been a laugh out loud type of topic. So this week I am going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm not interviewing anyone, but just sharing my recent experience of something that I think is important as a female professional, and that is communicating on other people's levels and self-reflection. So this week's topic is we aren't actually surrounded by idiots. <laughs> if you have been in the military long enough, you probably took a personality test at some point of time. Uh, the Myers-Briggs, there's the color codes. There's all types of tests, the, the North, South, East, West. I can't remember what what particularly that one's called, but you know, really getting to know what type of person you are and, and who you may work well with others. So I always enjoyed figuring out you know, what people I work best with and finding that dream team to get things done because a smart, and efficient person doesn't have to know everything, but they surround themselves with people who are strong, where they are weak. So true story. If I could talk to my 24-year-old self again with no responsibilities, no husband, no kids, I would tell her to read and study self and other people. I spent much of my 20s developing my intellect and my profession, uh, taking, you know, tests and and certifications to really hone in on my professional skills when I should have spent just as much time studying on personal development and going like inward. So now I feel like I'm catching up. Now in my late 30s, that's what I'm I spend a lot of my time doing, doing self-reflection to not better understand myself, but also make sense of others cuz The more self-awareness you have, the more aware of others that, you know, you surround yourself with. Because the stronger your self-understanding is, the greater the probability of also adapting to others. So my point, my point for today, and just think about it, right? We'll get back to my point, but think about this last couple of weeks. Have you recently made a comment, right, on social media you know, thinking that you're helping somebody out only to get attacked by people saying you're direct, you're emotionless, and you're non-empathetic, and you're a terrible leader. <laughs> okay, maybe not that drastic, but you know, you get my point. You thought you were helping out and people called you that you on called you out saying you were too direct. Or have you ever attended a meeting? I'm sure some of us are getting back to face-to-face meetings, but there's always that one person they have question after act question asking for specific details that no one else cares about? Or do you have a friend who is a great wing woman, you know, because they can always talk to others and they tell the best stories? Or do you have that person at work or in your home life? When you say the sky's blue, you know what? No, no, it's not blue. It's not blue. It's, it's purple. And you can just never agree. Or you just agree to disagree. So folks, let me tell you, Like I said, you aren't surrounded by idiots, but instead people who don't communicate like you. Too easy, right? So segue, segue into my point for today. I recently read a book that, yes, it is called Surrounded by Idiots, and um, it was, the author is Thomas Er Erickson. Uh, It was authored in 2014, and uh, it was a book that was... Recommended to me that I highly recommend to others as well. Uh, I've been more observant of how people are communicating to me uh, just after reading this book. So I observe how they communicate to me, so I know how to communicate back to them. So I'll give a couple examples in a moment. So this book, um, "Surrounded by Idiots." So a little summary. It's based on the D.I.S. concept uh, that was. Brought, are, came about back in the 1950s. So people's behaviors can be characterized into dominance, which is in this book, red, influence, yellow in this book, stability, which is green, and compliance, which is blue. So four different types of character, t- characters are characterizations of behaviors uh, for people within this book. Key takeaway one, communication is on the listener. So it is up to the communicator to adapt to listener style so that the listener is engaged versus preparing to battle. So I'm going to repeat myself. Takeaway one, communication is on the listener. It is how the listener perceives what the communicator is saying. So it's up to us as a communicator to adapt to the listener so that the listener's energy is used to take in what you're saying and respond appropriately versus responding defensively of how you're communicating. Right? So it's kind of like just think about where argument stem, stems from. You're saying one thing, and that person uh, is coming back with, you know, well, no, 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 I said this, I said that, you know, because they're they're not listening to what actually you're you're saying, but how you're saying it. Key takeaway two the color meanings. Okay, we'll get a little into the different colors. So you may see yourself in some of these colors. But really, the point of this is to listen to the colors. And again, this is a quick summary. I just highly recommend either listening to the book or buying it. I I did both. I listened and then I bought the book so I can look at the words and both visual and auditory learner. But, uh, you know, knowing yourself and also knowing you know, how to communicate with the different colors. So red behavior. Core traits of a red. Reds are highly ambitious and driven, competitive, and comfortable taking the lead. They speak their minds and prioritize speed and efficiency. They have a strong conviction in their version of reality. Other adjectives include innovator, pushing, problem solver. They're impatient, results-oriented, initiator, intense, opinionated, can't sit idle, always on the go, detest inactivity. Body languages of reds. Reds exhibit clear and distinctive body language. They keep their distance from others, but they have powerful handshakes. They often lean forward aggressively. They make direct eye contact and controlling gestures, and they speak quickly with a strong voice. So others' perception of reds. Reds can be seen as dictatorial, controlling and tyrannical. They might not seem interested in trivial conversation and tend to be focused on the topics that matter. Often this blunt communication can come across as aggressive and intimidating. My husband is an example of a red and he quickly tells me when we get into a disagreement I don't want to hear about your feelings or your emotions. I need, (laughs) I need, you know, you to tell me facts, okay? So people who dismiss feelings and emotions or who shuts down when someone is crying or have an emotional fit may very well be a red, okay? A yellow behavior. Core traits. Yellows are relentlessly optimistic and often the most popular of the behavior types. Their focus is on developing relationships. They're highly persuasive. Yellows generally exhibit a high level of energy and curiosity. Other adjectives, they're talkative, creative, adaptable, charming, sensitive, sociable, easygoing. Um, Body languages. They're relaxed and tactile. They, they use eye contact that is friendly and gestures are expressive and they use a lot of hand motions and they often come in close. They smile a lot and talk quickly and empathetically. Perceptions of, of yellows from other colors. Yellows typically turn conversations to themselves and are very poor listeners. Uh, conversations are often one-sided and streams of unprocessed thoughts. They are often seen as careless with projects or require longer spells of concentration and significant follow-up. Green. Green core traits. They don't stick out like any other behavior types. They are calm and tolerant to singular behavior. They're friendly, considered strong team players. They often struggle to say no and are less direct and upfront. Other adjectives are patient, modest, listener, thoughtful, conceals feelings, kind and reliable. Body language. Green body language is relaxed and close. They often tend to lean backwards, they make friendly eye contact, small gestures, less flamboyant movement. Green voices tend to don't tend to be strong, but instead instead soft and slower talking. Others' perception of greens. They're obstinate once a decision has been taken. They can also be considered enthusiasm killers through indifference. Uh, they just can't make a decision and their behavior can appear passive and disinterested. Greens may also be less precise and more noncommittal with words in order to preserve relationships. So they just don't take a side. Blue behavior, lastly, blues are logical analysis. They're cool headed, risk averse and detail oriented. They're more willing to work on predictable tasks and are usually introverted. Other adjectives, they're systematic, distant, perfectionist, quality oriented. So quality versus quantity reserved and they question. Um, Body language, they prefer distance. Uh, Their body language tends to be closed with direct eye contact. Speech without gestures and a subdued and slow voice because they're very thoughtful in what they're saying. Perception of blues, they're ultimate perfectionists. Blues are not keen on small talk and they can appear cold and dismissive. Their fixation on details and checking may also suggest that they, that they don't trust others, as well as leading to slower d- decision making. So I know I went through that pretty fast, but you can look at the show notes or read the book. But which style are you, right? Um, And which style are you mostly surrounded by in your group of of peers and people that work with you? Um, And which ones surround you in your home? So I am mostly green, yellow with a sprinkle of red, and my husband is red, blue, and we struggle with communication. We, and communication is the foundation, I mean, pretty much to every argument, in my opinion, in any relationship, right? Um, there are the top, there are about, what, five things that, that, that couples, uh, so, as I was saying, there are, um, there are about three or four different categories that couples tend to argue about finances sex um and others really others are how we raise kids our family members in-laws um sister-in-laws brother-in-laws and how they interact with the family but the the foundation of that is communication right because we have to communicate how we balance the, the checkbook we have to communicate um the, the sexy part right there has to be some strong communication like if there's why doesn't one person want as much sex as the other maybe there's some issues in communication <laughs> maybe that person feels like they don't understand them or maybe that's just not their their language of love which is in every another good book five languages of, of love um are your family members and and how we raise kids that's communicating like these are the core values that are really important to me. This is really important to me in having those discussions, right? Before you, while you tackle those big issues. So communication is very important. And when your personalities are different or your behaviors are different, especially in your style of communicating, uh, you can have more conflict than others. Um, luckily, me and my husband have the same goals, but how we get there has been completely different. Like for instance, recently uh, my husband has a had some some um, some. My husband's business has been growing pretty fast, and he has his five-year plan mapped out, very detailed oriented. Uh, he asked me what my five-year plan was. And I was like, oh, is this, that, and the other? He's like, well, where is it written? I was like, oh, in my head. <laughs> I have nothing written down. I did write something down just to help, you know, communicate with him. But in my mind, I didn't need it because things change, right? Why you need to write it down? But I won't admit it it's probably best to write these things down because it's kind of a contract, a contract between you and your goals and uh, what you're moving forward towards. And it's a reminder that when other things get in the way, you go back and you look at that contract, you're like, oh, yes, that is moving me towards my goals or no, that is, you know, taking me away from those goals. So it gives you a clear vision of how to move forward, then taking 10 steps backwards. But besides the point. Um, finding that style of communication is, is hard work, right? It, it's a lot of work. So as a leader, as someone that may uh, have people that work for them, or, or even not a leader, maybe it's in your house, right? That you have uh, more communication problems than at work. It's It, it takes work to really hone in on people around you and how they communicate, really, really deciding, like, who's a red, yellow, blue, or green, and then figuring out how do I adapt, right, to that style of communication so that I can make sure that we are on the same, you know, wavelength of of what we need to do to go forward. And then key idea number three, here's the meat and potatoes, and basically what I was just talking about, how do we move forward? adapting and giving feedback to different behavior types at home and at work. If you can successfully do this, you will be, you know, a leader that everyone admires, right? Just think about it. When is the last time um, you complained that you were being micromanaged? Are you complaining that your reader wasn't very clear on their expectations and you had to figure stuff out on your own? So what color do you think they were versus the color that you are? Right. So in a perfect world, we can all exhibit our core behaviors. But the reality is that we won't always get through to others unless we adapt, as well as adjusting our feedback style. So adapting to reds. Okay. Meat and potatoes here, adapting to reds. You have to be quick and brief, cut to cut the small talk, focus on essentials. Don't sit on the fence, just have a clear opinion, demonstrate hard work confront if behavior crosses the line, and remind that speed doesn't always produce the right results. Giving feedback to the reds, right? Not everyone wants awards. It's not everyone wants to be recognized. Um, sometimes people give feedback, they get offended. So it's how we give that feedback uh, to the different personalities. and depends on how receptive they are of the feedback. So be upfront and honest. Don't sugarcoat feedback. Give concrete examples. Stick to facts over feelings, oh, this is my husband. Be prepared to calmly handle conflict and repeat what was agreed. As far as yellows, adapting to yellows. Create a warm and friendly atmosphere around them. Strip away unnecessary detail and focus on the big issues. Empathize with gut-based decisions. Give them space to work on new projects. Become approachable, like through your own body language, and check how they listened. So having that closed-in communication loop. I said this, and, you know, have them repeat what you said so that you know that they heard you and understand you. Giving feedback to yellows. Prepare a feedback agenda and stick to it. Don't let them eat up the time with their stories and, you know, what they did last night. Give concrete examples. Be aware that they might not be fully listening. <laughs> Their mind is always somewhere. I know because I'm. I got some yellow. Ensure that they don't take it personally, uh, which I always do. Behavior not person, and get get them to repeat what you've agreed. And I do this as a yellow to my red husband. I always say, okay, I understand that you said this. Just to make sure, <laughs> I understand what his expectations are. You know, when we're, we're when we're working on a project because um uh, being married for almost 11 years you know i do know what our weaknesses are and what helps us to move along with with less disagreements and that is me repeating what he said to make sure and writing stuff down make sure you know again we're on the same page adapting to greens be prepared to listen to what they are anxious about allow them periods of peace and quiet to recharge clearly explain the steps of a plan Deliver criticism in private. Take command to get things done where needed. So green are your are your people pleasers, right? So that's the deliver criticism in private. Um, and and sometimes greens a little needs a little bit more guidance because they don't want to be a letdown. Um, so you know, give them clear expectations and and then let them go from there. Unless you're really specific on how a job gets done, then you tell them exactly what and how it needs to get done as far as giving feedback to greens give concrete examples adopt a gentle approach greens can take things very badly very personally explain the behavior is a problem and not the actual person and get them to repeat what you've agreed very true and greens hold grudges (laughs) we tend to keep things inside we internalize them. We, broad, we 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 think about them. We are hard on ourselves. And then something comes up months later and boom, it all comes out. Things that happened 10 months ago. Adapting to blues. Do your homework. Stick to the task and the small talk. Stick to the facts and avoid daydreaming. Provide the necessary detail. Remind them that sometimes speed is priority. Blues tend to get hooked on research and data and over research and collecting more data when, you know, the end goal is, is not met. Giving feedback to blues. Provide specific and detailed examples. Avoid getting too personal. Stick to the facts. Be prepared for counter questions in great detail and get them to repeat what was said and follow up. So, there's your summary of "Surrounded by Idiots" by Thomas Erickson. Um, and before I go, I'm going to leave you with all a little bit of food for thought. So I wanted to talk about personalities and the importance of communication. Uh, communication, because uh, recently I am I am working on my psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, and I got to observe couples therapy. Um, a couple that was married for over 20 years and they had about three teenage kids. So the husband was most likely a red blue. Um, he was a college historian, right? Uh, so very detail oriented. Uh, the wife was a yellow green and she was uh, a artist. So completely you know, different. So the first words that came out of her mouth when she sat down was, he doesn't understand me. The husband responded, oh, I know her very well. So for years, the wife let her resentment build up, right? Uh, This is what I got based on a couple of conversations. This was my first time listening to them in therapy together, but I I heard her talk separately. But um, so for years, she let her resentment build up. She was a stay-at-home mom and her husband got to work and follow his dreams. Uh, And now she felt like, She wanted to do the same. The kids are, you know, our teenage age, um, somewhere in college. And she felt like she wanted to do, you know, what, something different than what she had been doing. So what I got from the conversation was she never really communicated to this, this to her husband. She thought he should understand based off of really nothing that she said clearly Uh, She talked in circles even during the therapy with too many open-ended resolutions. Like, for example, the husband was like, well, I can retire. You know, I am where I want to be and I can write my book and we can go wherever she wants to go. And her response was, but I don't want him to retire because I know, you know, he's doing what he loves. So she, she wasn't even giving him the chance to make changes because in her mind, then, and this is all assumption, right? Her green part of her was just like, well, I want to please him, right? Because that's his dream. But yet, you know, I want to do what I want to do and not mess up his, what he has good going on. But you can't have those contradicting you know, views really. So either the husband, right, needs to retire so he can help support what she wants to do now in life or, and she has to be okay with that, or he continues to be a professor and she, you know, she does what she wants to do with him working, but she wanted to move. Dallas. was, she wanted to go back to California around some, a family or something like that, which would result him quitting his job and leaving. But it was just, you know, some conflicting ideas of of what she was looking for. And um, I just, based off of that conversation and some of the things that she was saying kind of triggered some things in me because, you know, me and my husband are very different personalities. So that that night I went home, I was like, I need to talk. We need to talk. We need to have a conversation, right? Because I didn't want to be them. I didn't want to be them sitting on a couch and Mind you, I believe in therapy, individual and couples therapy. Everyone needs, you know, that someone to to throw ideas, invent, and just talk out communication. Uh, Because a lot of us weren't taught these these tools. Uh, We're getting them as we get, you know, older and more mature in our relationships. So nothing against therapy, but I didn't want to be in therapy wanting a divorce, right? Because I was asking the, the therapist. I was like, well, why are they even here? And he, he said that she wants to be um, a co what a co-parent, a, a better co-parent. So she wants a divorce ultimately, but wanna learn it to be better communicated communicators as a co-parent but whatever okay but i didn't want to be them having all this resentment of things that you know he did that pissed me off vice versa right and i know that sometimes i too speak in in circles because i am a people pleaser I, I want him to be happy yet yeah, but what he does may not make me happy so but but i think he should know that but if i don't communicate that clearly how will he know right so back to that food for thought. Um, It's being very specific on your communication uh, and and what you want to articulate. So their therapy made me do some self-reflection, like I just said, and I went home uh, to talk to my husband and um, to just really articulate my issues and, and make sure that I adapt to how he communicate, right? Very factual, very direct and to the point versus how I usually communicate. Um, Because otherwise, there'll be a lot of assumptions and holes, messy relationships, complaining staff. So just say what you mean, but in a way the listener will understand. Very hard to do, takes practice. So please grab the book, listen to Audible, Read, uh, believe me, I'm not I'm not making any money from from this book or are recommending for recommending this book to y'all. It's just a really good read and can really benefit you um, at home or in your professional life as well. So, Tom Erickson, uh, surrounded by idiots, and. You know, better yourself, and please, please, once you read the book, and you start implementing some of those tactics, or using those tools, or putting those tools in your toolbox and using them. Leave comments. Just you know, let me know what's changed, or or, or what you've noticed or observed around you as well. So, thank you for listening. Um, stay tuned. Next week, episode uh, on the Military Woman's Podcast. Uh, we will have another interview. And I hope you are all enjoying the podcast so far. And please leave your comments, your feedback on whatever hosts that you listen to. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Audible, whatever it is, leave me some comments and what you like to hear. Thank you for listening to the Military Women's Podcast. Sharika Re here signing out.